Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend yes yes yo from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is our plaid queen. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. <laughs> she's Ashley Pickle. Flannel season. It's she's our she's uh the she's the Oh man, there's gotta be like a pun. <laughs> the, the, I mean the But I don't wanna say the F pickle. like there's I don't wanna say the F word of the of, of flannel. Uh <laughs> the um, the there's gotta be like a royalty thing that's like the the fiefdom of flannel i don't know you're not doing well here this is not off to a good start today is thursday january 21st 2021 308 days till thanksgiving episode 1100 today's 1100 today's 1100 no yes because yesterday was 98 you were wrong you were wrong yesterday how i don't don't i've been uploading the podcast today's 1100 (sighs) Episode 1100, and I know you hate when you miss round numbers. Uh, this is the number of innings pitched for Bob Pretty in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. I think Washington Senators, uh, he pitched 111 innings, point zero. Get it? On to, or 110, rather. Uh, on today's show, friends, we are going to have a, an mm. interesting... You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. You see Back all the way... I, I've, I had... W- 1,094 on the 7th of January, and then we took time off in on the 11th. I also had 194, mm. so I've been off for a, like a hot week. minute here. About a week and a half. Oops. Yeah. Anyway, happy 11, episode 1100. Yeah. Um, it's weird that on, it's been 100 episodes since our spectacular. On today's show. I know. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that's 20 weeks. Yeah. You know, like minimum 20 weeks. Yeah, time the just has no meaning is, anymore. Is 20 weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, so, wait, does it feel like the the thousandth episode was like very, like, this came quickly or this I came... think I spent so much time prepping for the thousandth episode that this feels like it's been really quickly because, like, mm-hmm. this takes so much less planning on a day-to-day basis than, like, 
the seven-hour yeah, marathon I mean, we basically, that we did. We basically did. just show up and turn on the microphone. Like, I do no research <laughs> on the show. Like, none. <laughs> on today's show, guys, we are going to discuss, um, I think, a favorite topic of people, mm-hmm. which is... When we were wrong. When we were wrong. <laughs> and so we're going to go back through the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings, and we're going to take a look at which teams we slept on and i'll tell you why i hate that phrase coming mm. up here at the, the back uh, coming up here in a moment and then back half the show we're going to unveil the top 10 yeah. of our texas high school football six-year program rankings yesterday we unveiled 25 through 11 and then after the show we were revealing we are releasing all 1195 ranked teams on texasfootball.com for insiders so you can see for yourself so we will have that coming up here at the back half of the program do we have first four through the door we sure do, and a cool comment. But oh. uh, Allison Brown, Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, and Andrew Christensen, welcome in, fellas and lady fellas. Rob Hadaway pointing out that mm-hmm. today is one twenty one twenty one, which is the same regardless of the direction that you read it. It's a palindrome is what you're saying. Wow. Is that the name for it? Yes. Okay. Like race car. Man, we're learning new stuff just every day on Texas football today. Yes. I did know there was a name for it. I didn't know what the word was. Palindrome. Palindrome. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. It is. Mm-hmm. Cool. But palindrome is not a palindrome. No. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like Inception. That. Or like not Inception at all. All right. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, what we were wrong about. Because this is something I think people people like to talk about. Because uh, if you may remember, um, actually it's over there. Uh, I have a copy of a 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Text Football. Remember that? Remember when we put out a magazine? Um, not this magazine, but not the recruiting edition, but the summer magazine. They never full stop. Pr- full <laughs> predictions. Full predictions in there. Mm-hmm. We go through, we rank, um, we do district predictions for every every district. Um, we do state rankings. Of course, there's a whole bunch of college coverage. We're going to start working on the 2021 edition here very soon. Please don't make me start yet. But <laughs> Cries a one, little. <laughs> thing, one thing that we get a lot, and, and there's a couple of different times in which we get it a lot. Mm-hmm. Right when the magazine comes out and everybody's yep. looking through it. And then also, I would say, like two to three rounds deep in the playoffs. Yes. Is when we get people saying that we are sleeping on them. <laughs> They've been sleeping on us the whole year, <laughs> every time. I hate this phrase. I do too. Okay. I hate this it's phrase. It's my nightmares at That night. you're sleeping on us. I loathe this phrase because it has no context (laughs) like you can say that about anything Mm -hmm. okay and like you it it has no like like there's no evidence you don't need any evidence to back it up you can just say like if i pick if if uh for example if i pick the packers to beat the buccaneers on sunday Mm -hmm. right buccaneers fans might say that I am sleeping on the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Right? That's like, I mean. All it means is that you're mad that I didn't pick your team to mm-hmm. win. And by the way, I'm not right all the time. I did go 11-1 and one on my title game picks, though. But I'm not right all the time. <laughs> okay? So me predicting a team to win does not necessarily enter that into the universe, nor does it mean that I am not paying attention to the other team. I am not sleeping on your team. The fact that we're talking about them anyway means that we're not sleeping. If we're not talking about them, then maybe we're sleeping on them. But we're bringing them up. They're just going to (laughs) lose. Now, I do think, though, that there are, because in the end, in the end, I would say that of the 1,000... 
200 and whatever UIL Texas high school football teams. I would say every year there's about 12 to 15 that come out of nowhere that we have just 100% completely and totally whiffed on. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Teams that we did not see coming. Teams that I think overachieved their own, maybe even their own expectations. Mm -hmm. But teams that we did not see coming. Because we're not perfect. I think we do pretty good. But we're not perfect. And so I wanted to take a look at the teams that we uh, that we were, we quote-unquote slept on. Mm-hmm. Who actually has a claim to that? And here's what I did. is Basically, I compared our preseason rankings to our postseason computer rankings. Yes. And how far they went. Now, look, I've also limited this to a little bit. That I limited it to what is the postseason top 50 for each classification. Okay? Because... I'll be honest, if we had you ranked 200 210th on uh the in in the pre in our preseason computer rankings, right, in 6A, and then you finished 140th, like that's really good, good. but like I hate to say not relevant from a statewide perspective. No. It's obviously relevant on the granular level, but to me, if you're talking about sleeping on a team, that would mean that you have achieved something at a greater level that is deserving of that kind of recognition mm-hmm. as opposed to like more localized. Does right. that make sense? That, you know, basically if you go 0 and 10, we think you, you know, we don't do record predictions, but if we thought you were going to go 0 and 10 and you go 4 and 6, that's great. But it's but not I like going nine and you exactly. Know. I think that I think these teams rise above that, and so I picked one in each classification of teams that we actually did sleep on mm-hmm. in twenty. Which I feel like too, real fast. I've noticed high school coaches are really good. Most of them are really good at admitting when their team even exceeded their expectations mm-hmm. because they'll they'll That's- very easily tell you. Yeah, man, like I thought, you know, four or five wins coming off of mm-hmm. a, an 0-10 season was very, very mm-hmm. doable. And here we are with seven or eight wins. Like I feel like they're really good coaches, at admitting that. Coaches will shoot you straight. And that's why I, that's why whenever we do have coaches on, uh-huh. I do like to ask them, like, I'm surprised you're here. Are you surprised right. you're here? And usually they'll have a good answer of like, you know, we thought this was possible, but I think that we've played above our paper mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, we've had some some surprises that have, that have some po- in a positive way. Okay. So, I've picked one in each classification. We'll start in 6A. I think the team we slept on was C.E. King. Yes. Out of Houston. This is a team that was completely and totally off our radar coming into the season. Uh, They were, uh, I believe, uh, 95th in 6A in our computer rankings. Um, And... uh, Look, I think that this is a team that that really uh, overachieved in a lot of ways. This is a team that ended up going um, in in Derek Fitzhenry's season, ended up going eight and four, um, including, by the way, uh, like a five point loss at Huntsville, which aged very very well. Uh, they beat Fort Bend Ridge Point, which is another very good win. Uh, you know, th- they came out of a very difficult district, but they played Atascosa really tough. They played yep. North Shore really tough, but they finished third in that district. And, and, you know, for a team that we did not think, and by the way, they won a playoff game uh, over Channel View. So this is a team ended up getting knocked out by Shadow Creek in the second round. I think C.E. King is a team that definitely overachieved our expectations mm-hmm. coming into this year. So when you take a look at a team in 6A that I think has an actual uh, case to be made that we slept on them, I would look uh, at, at the Panthers as C.E. King. In 5A, a few different places we could go. I like this one, though. 
I agree with you on this one. I think the team that we slept on in 5A is Leander Rouse. Mm -hmm. Now, they are one of the big stories of the year. They went 1-9 last year. And if you know something about how we do business, we think that the the most accurate measure of future success is past success. And mm -hmm. so when you go 1-9, we're going to be like, okay, well, we'll see you in a little bit, right? Uh, instead... They reverse the whip. They go 10-2. and yeah. two. They win their district. Uh, their one loss on the year in the regular season was against A&M Consolidated, which is pretty darn good. At the time, I think they were the number two yeah. team, right. three team, maybe? But they roll through their district. They finish unbeaten. Uh, they win a district. They win, uh, uh, um, I believe, they win th uh, two playoff games. They go to mm -hmm. their third round of the playoffs um, and end up uh, losing in a, a relatively tight one. Remember the, to Liberty yeah. Hill? This is the first time Liberty Hill has shown we, we, they Anybody challenge Liberty Hill? Mm -hmm. I think Joshua Man Squad was a team that we definitely did not see coming, mm -mm. and a team that we probably did not put the respect on that we thought. Now, I think part of it, you know, I'm not here to, to, to uh, you know, I'm not here to defend myself, uh, but I will say that this was a team that that probably in hindsight, maybe we should have seen coming. They had ten starters coming back on offense. Uh, but that defense was going to be a big problem for mm -hmm. us, and that's kind of why we thought, eh, you know, in a one and nine record, not sure how they were going to be. But instead, Leander Rouse, definitely a team uh, that overachieved our expectations. That that playoff game against Liberty Hill was really impressive, it was. even though they lost. Yes. I mean, to to do that and to put up that many points on that Liberty Hill defense was we all kind of looked at that and was like, oh wow, okay, Tot totally agree. All right, let's go to four A. Four A, Livingston. Okay, this is another team that we, plain and simple, did not think a ton about. And I think that we got blinded by the fact that they had not had any success recently, right? This is a team that, that had not had a ton of success recently. Uh, and then they start off 0-2. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, well, we've got Livingston pegged, right? You know, we thought that they, were, they weren't going to be very good. This is a team that... that Start off pretty much completely outside of our radar. Um, you know, start 77th in four division one, end up finishing in the top 40, 37 by going eight and three. Um, and by the way, giving Chapel Hill, uh, they win their district, uh, you know, and, and, and giving Chapel Hill, who ended up going to the third round of playoffs, a real big scare. But that was to me, Livingston was a team that, um, was the team that overachieved their our expectations this year, and I think that co co uh, we had Coach Finest Van over on the show back when they were really on a, on, on a run. I think Livingston overachieved our expectations this year, and if you want to say that we slept on Livingston at the beginning of the year, I think that you're well within your rights because we may have had them ranked. Boy, I would need to see, but we may have had them um, f missing the playoffs. Mm -hmm. In fact, I can look that up real quick. If you want to vamp for a second, you're doing uh, great. This is great. Yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> I have something to say about the next one for sure. Oh, I know. Well, that's not helpful <laughs> right now, Pickle. Hold on. I'm going to look and see where we did have Livingston in uh, our, our district pick. Let's see. I do Livingston, not know. Uh, we had them picked last in their district. Okay. All right. We had them picked last, dead last in their district after going 2-7 and seven last year. Um, and instead, they win the darn district. That is a team we definitely missed on this year with the Livingston Lions. All right. Let's go to 3A. 3A. Few different places. I think there's an obvious one, mm -hmm. which would be the three division one state champs in Jim Ned. Yep. But that was a team that went from six and five and unranked to a state championship. The team that really surprised me a lot was Blanco. Okay. I think this whole district. Sure. I, I, I think if you want to throw 13 3A in sure. in that, I think that that's. I think you're right. Uh, they of course are in the they were in the Lano district, which is why Pickle knows so much about them. Uh, but this was a team in Blanco that was coming off of a pretty lackluster season. Right, uh, coming off of a four and six season, uh, and instead 
They got really hot, won a playoff game, uh, and by the way, very nearly took down Vanderbilt Industrial mm-hmm. uh, in, in the second round of the playoffs. But, I mean, they uh, they looked really, really good doing it. Ended up finishing, I believe, third in that district behind Lano and Lago Vista. Mm-hmm. But a team that I think really overachieved. And getting that win over, I think, non-district win over Canyon Lake was very impressive. Uh, but this was a team that I think overachieved our expectations. And I think... You're right. That that speaks more to the whole district. Mm-hmm. That between Lago and between Lano, yeah, and I mean, you add in three Blanco. rounds into the playoffs, four rounds into the playoffs, and Blanco played them tight. Like yeah. I remember watching some of those games, and it was like, "Ooh, buddy, they're yeah. testing it here for they Lano were, and Lago both." I mean, yeah, exactly. They played them tight at both times. So I would say Blanco is a team in three A that that has a claim to say that we slept on them. In two A, <laughs> I went a little weird with this one. <laughs> it's so accurate. <laughs> I'm gonna go the entire region three mm-hmm. of two A division one. So region three of two A division one coming into the season, we were like, all right, well, it's going to be uh, San Augustine, mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of the field <laughs> kind of doesn't matter at that point, right? We thought they were the runaway favorite. Mm-hmm. We also thought that maybe Alto or yeah. Groveton were the next teams that that would be in that mix. Maybe <laughs> Thorndale. Right? And then here come the Bears. So the teams that I think were most remarkable there, Timpson, mm-hmm. right? They were obviously impressive, a team that ended up winning the darn region. Beckville? Mm-hmm. Or did Beckville win the region? Um, no, Timpson won the Timpson region. won the region. Because they played Shiner. Right. Timpson, Beckville. Um, Normandy? I would say Normandy, too. We just missed on all three of those. Now, part of it is that San Augustine didn't live up to the hype, so there was no real team there. That did open that. the floodgates a but little bit. But if you look at our regional rankings, right, our regional rankings, those teams that we just mentioned, right, Timpson, we had 14th in the region, okay? Beckville, we had 19th in the region, mm-hmm. right? Norman G, God almighty, we had 15th in the region. I mean, these were teams that were totally off our radar. Mm-hmm. We, If there is a region that we totally whiffed on, this year, it would have to be two A Division One, Region Three. Mm-hmm. Like we just totally whiffed on it. And then in the six man ranks in one A, I want to give a little bit of shout out to the mighty Tigers of Oglesby. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I could say Oglesby. Oglesby's up there. That's right. I told. I sent you Abbott. I want to give a shout out <laughs> to Oglesby. I was like, uh. Oglesby was a team that that surprised us. They ended up going ten and two, mm-hmm. um, beating Oakwood in the first round of the playoffs. I thought was really impressive. They ended up losing to Richland Springs. The other team, though. As much as I, I, I hate to give Terry Crawford credit, uh, is the Abbott Panthers. I mean, Abbott yeah. ends up going 11-1. This is a team that was coming off of a really, I think, disappointing season. Um, you know, last year, uh, they were 3-7 and seven the year before. And we thought in, you know, in, in the rough and tumble region 3, we were like, uh-oh, like, I don't know if this is going to be the year for, for Coach, uh, Coach Crawford. But instead, you know, we picked them not just to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We picked them to miss the playoffs in fourth place out of five, okay? And remember, only top two go. So we did not think they were going to be any more close to the, to the playoffs. Instead, they win the district. Uh, they get a win over defending champion Blum, right? They get a win over Milford. Uh, and then they get a, a you know, they, they end up losing to, to Union Hill in the, in the second round of the playoffs. I think that Abbott, from the six-man perspective, was probably the team that we missed on the most. Uh, part of it is well, they went three Mr. and seven. Uh, Coach Crawford is is here listening. Well, good. To I, you hate to give him credit. I hate to <laughs> give him credit. How wrong you were. I hate to give him credit, but it's true. Like that was a team that we didn't see coming at all, mm-hmm. and and instead they end up winning the district and and getting back to that form and looking like a team that 
you know, it's not it's not long ago. Mm-hmm. 2015, they won a title. I was so. just going to say, we talked about, I know we had this conversation last year after mm-hmm. the uh, after we kind of settled down from the season. Something that I feel like goes into big account and is always something that we're impressed by is a team that can go and have an off year. Mm-hmm. And then start to come back. Like right. that's that's how you start getting into those program rankings, if you sure. want to call it. Is you can have an off year every now and then, but seeing the difference in a back in a really off year bouncing back, that's where I feel like you start catching yeah. eyes program wise. Totally agree. Totally agree. I thought Abbott was was one of the better stories of the year in the six man ranks, and um, and yeah, obviously a district champion. Things went well for them. All right, so there you go. Those are the teams <laughs> we that we slept, slept on, on. <laughs> in twenty twenty. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I'm not going to lie. I'm so used to, after the first segment on a Thursday, calling a coach. So I like went to, once you started doing your spill, yeah. I went to grab my phone. I was like, oh, God, he didn't send me a number. <laughs> I'm giving coaches a week off of my nonsense. <laughs> it's fine. All right, Pickle, there's one more thing to do. There is. And that is to unveil the top 10 of our 2021 Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, six-year program rankings. If you missed it yesterday... We're unveiling the rankings of all 1,195 qualifying UIL Texas high school football programs based on what they've done over the past six years. We take into account, obviously, how much they've won, but 10 win seasons, state championships, uh, title game appearances, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a, a, a formula that we put together. And we take a look at, at all of those, all the, the data over the course of the last six years and try to figure out who are the best Texas high school football programs over the last six years. And you may be asking, well, why six years? I mentioned this yesterday, but I'll say it again. I think that that is the measure of, that is a true snapshot of, of a program is six seasons. You're talking about a program that as, um, you know, that, that if you have, if you have one outstanding class that can get you four years of greatness, what do you do with the other two years? That's kind of the real question. So we want to kind of sort out. We want, we want to give us a big enough sample size that it'll kind of mitigate the impact of one one great year. Instead, look at what are the best, most consistent programs over the course of the last six years. And so we revealed eleven through twenty five through eleven yesterday. We're going to reveal the top ten. And then after the show on TexasFootball.com, you can find the. Complete rankings for insiders at TexasFootball.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all 1,195 teams ranked. And so, without further ado, Pickle, let's get to it. Here we go. The number 10 team in our Dave Campbell's Texas Football six-year fo- uh, program rankings. The Tepper's Gunner running t- a tire. <laughs> the Gunner Tigers. Uh, the Tigers of Gunner have gone 81-9 and nine over the past six years. Pretty remarkable. Ten or five ten-win seasons. They've made three title game appearances. Uh, they have uh, they have two state championships. Uh, the Gunner Tigers are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football's six-year program rankings. To number nine we go, where we find the North Shore Mustangs, the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football's six-year program rankings. They are up five spots. Uh, five 10-win seasons over the course of the last six years for John K. Squad, 79-11, and of course those three state championships. This is a real sweet spot uh, for them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have those three state championships uh, for, for North Shore as they are bringing home. Uh, they, they have that uh, 2015 title and now the 2018 and 2019 title uh, as well. Three title game appearances, three state championships for the North Shore Mustangs. 
to number eight we go. The Westlake Chaparrales, the number eight team in our six-year program rankings. Of course, the defending 6A Division I state champs made a big surge over the course of the last two seasons with their two state championships. Todd Dodge's squad, 81-9 on that, uh, on that, in that span. Six 10-win seasons, three title game appearances. They've still got, remember, that 2018 or 2015 title game where they lost to North Shore. That gets counted on their ledger as well, but they are in there as the number th uh, the number six, uh, eight. Uh, eight team rather in our six-year program rankings. They're up 13 spots, by the way. Wow. Number seven, the Canadian Wildcats check in at number seven uh, uh, as of our six-year program rankings. This is actually rather remarkable. You take a look mm -hmm. at the resume, right? 85 and eight, all 10 win seasons, two titles, three title game appearances. They won a title this year. Here's what's amazing, though, okay? They actually dropped two spots. And here's why. They are replacing a 15, or th rather, they are replacing a 15 and 0 season with a 15 and 1 season. Mm. These are the little margins <laughs> that, when you get up to measuring these teams, it's so remarkable. They are actually down two spots to number seven, but obviously nothing to turn your nose up. Six at. A, it's so crazy that in a six-year span, one game could make so much of a Literally. difference. You exactly know? right. Like you think the district games that don't matter, the preseason ones, right. and it's like, ooh. Well, it's also well. like they're replacing a twenty, uh, the 2014 team, which was so remarkable, Mar mm -hmm. with the 2015 team. So they are the number seven team in our uh, six-year program rankings. Number six, the Refurio Bobcats are the number six team in our uh, six-year program rankings. Uh, four state title game appearances in six years, two state championships, six 10-win seasons, 79-10 record for Coach Jason Herring's ball club, number six. They're actually down three spots from number three last year, but obviously very impressive, the Refugio Bobcats. Number five, the Mart Panthers. Up a spot in the uh, in the six-year program rankings, they add another title game appearance to their record. Uh, although they came up short with the state championship this year, uh, three state championships, seventy-seven and ten record for Kevin Hoffman's squad. They are the number five team in our six-year program rankings. Into the top four. Here we go. The Highland Park Scots are the number four team in our six-year program rankings. 77-8 record, six 10-win seasons, one of seven, 16 teams to accomplish that feat with six 10-win seasons. Three state championships and three title game appearances. They are uh, remaining the same at the number four spot in our six-year program rankings. Number three... Down a spot, the Richland Springs Coyotes are the number three team in our six-year uh, program rankings. Of course, they make another state championship game. They've been to four title games in the last six seasons. 76-5 and five record for Jerry Burkhardt's squad, bringing home three of those state championships. Six 10-win seasons to boot. Finally, there's only two more. The number two team, the Carthage Bulldogs. 84-7 and seven record for Scott Surratt's ball club. Six 10-win seasons. They've been to four title games and won all four of them in the last six seasons. A remarkable run uh, of, of excellence here for Scott Surratt's ball club. They are the number two team in our six-year program rankings. Up six spots the from machine. number eight last year. Which leaves only one. The number one team in our six-year program rankings. The Alito Bearcats. Unmatched in their excellence over the course of the last six seasons. An 88-5 record. That's insane All 10-win right seasons. Four, five title game appearances, bringing home four state championships. Uh, no other team has made five title games in the last six years. Um, and uh, only two teams have won four titles. That's Alito and Carthage. But that extra 
uh, title game appearance for Alito puts them over the top of Carthage. It's razor, razor tied at the top. Mm-hmm. But for the second consecutive year, the number one c- team in Dave Campbell's Texas football's six-year program rankings, the Alito Bearcats. Not to mention, man, tw- <laughs> ten titles in twenty-two years. Like, yeah, that's it's nuts. just it's nuts. I, that's just insane. we can all you know we could zoom it out and mm-hmm. it's like let's have a conversation, a bigger conversation about like Alito versus Carthage. You could like that's those are to me the two Texas high school football programs of record right now mm-hmm. is Alito and Carthage. Yeah, we can certainly have a conversation about which is greater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know. I think that there, there's a reasonable argument both ways, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that right now, if you take a look at the six years, the way that we measure it, the Alito Bearcats, the number one Texas high school football program in the state. Of course, we will have the complete rankings, all 1,195 teams ranked at texasfootball.com right after the show. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, Let's see here. It was funny, one, to watch everyone trying to uh, guess which teams, but like you said, Alito mm. and Carthage were Had to be the two. one and so two. The top, if you missed it, the top ten. Number ten, Gunner. Number nine, North Shore. Number eight, Westlake. Number seven, Canadian. Number six, Refurio. Number five, Mart. Number four, Highland Park. Number three, Richland Springs. Number two, Carthage. And number one, Alito. I will say this. This is obviously this is a formula that we put together. We just plug in the data, and, the, and it spits out uh, the rankings. I will say this. That checks out to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that checks out to me. I think that I think the one thing that I think is rather interesting, you know, uh, I think uh, our buddy Zach Burnett, or Barnett rather, at uh, Football Scoop texted mm-hmm. me the other day, and he or tweeted me the other day. He goes, "It's kind of amazing that Denton Ryan has good as they've been. They've been eighty-five and five over the po- course of the last, uh, you know, over the course of the last uh, six seasons. Six, yeah." And yet they're number 13 in these rankings. I was like, yeah, man, like it's tough sledding. It's tough sledding yeah. to get in that top tier because all these teams are so excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, you know, the fact that they only have one state championship. I mean, every team ahead of them, they're the highest ranked team with only one title in yep. their in, in their in the last six years. And that's what's so crazy to look at because you see those teams and you think, oh, yeah, they're just ranking the people that won state championships like blah, blah, blah. But when you pull out in the scope and like to be able to see those and know that there's six year spans that all of those teams have tended to be so dominant yeah. year in and year out for six years. I mean, that's just insane. It is. And it, it's, it's a remarkable testament to the way that those programs are built. Mm-hmm. It's not just a one-off state championship right. every now and then, like right. even, even with Denton Ryan only having their one state champion, 88 and five, they've been so yeah. dominant throughout. It's, it's cool to see that tomorrow. We'll have some more news and notes on these. We'll dive into a little bit more of the granular level mm-hmm. as far as besides the top, the, the very, very top. Yeah. We'll talk about things. Do you want to tease real fast? What, what's coming up tomorrow? Also tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. And we, then no show next week. That's another to, thing right. of note. <laughs> we're, have, yeah. we're going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year. We're also going to announce the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coach of the Year here on this very program. So you'll want to tune in tomorrow for episode mm-hmm. 1,101. <laughs> Which I will have right on the graphic tomorrow. Which is not a palindrome. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.